God, it is hard to relate with others. It's virtually impossible. Every relationship would fall, would fail if God is not in it. Okay, You need to know that. Um, it, that's why we've had so many failed relationships. Because the truth be told, we try to do it our way and not God's way. Am I right? <laughs> so, so. So we concluded that, but we're going into em, we're going into this month embracing the relationship that we have with God. When you embrace the relationship that you have with God, that means that you are connected to him. When you are connected to God, that means now you want to please God more than you want to please you. That has been the problem in the walk in the faith is that we want to please ourselves more than we want to please God. Therefore, we begin to want to please others that please us and we we are in a relationship with God but we want God to do what we want him to do and not what he wants us to do and it doesn't work that way God saved you you didn't save him thereby it is important for us to continue to embrace him because not only did he save you but he's saving you and there's nobody else that can save you. How many of you messed up after God saved you? But his grace continues to save you over and over and over. Thereby, we should be really embracing him more than we embrace anyone else. Which brings us to the teaching this month, because as we embrace God, we take on what he has given us and what he is doing through us, which is called righteousness. So our theme scripture for the month, let's read it together. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. So God's righteousness is what he does. Everything that God does is righteous. The question is, is he doing you? Because if God is doing you, you become righteous. But if you're trying to do you or you're trying to do God, you will never walk in righteous living. Thereby, there are some fundamental things that I believe that there's one there's one key word. There's one key word that I believe that is a, is a problem in the church is that our belief system has been thwarted. Somebody shout, I believe. So so. Depending upon what you believe is going to determine how you behave. If you believe God, then you'll behave like God. But we are tempted to believe anything. Thereby, God gives us his word. You guys ready to go? Romans chapter number three. How many of you believe the whole word of God? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was. Hey, John chapter one. That's right. In the beginning, what was the. And the word was with God. And the word is. God. So what do we live by? The word. Right. So God is going to give us word tonight. 
And because he does righteousness, his word will change us. Amen. That was John chapter 1, but we're in Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. Let me see what verse we're going to start off. I believe verse 20. Romans 3, 21. No, let's start off at 19. Let's go. Okay, so he says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Now, when the Old Testament scripture was written, every one of God's children was under the law. But grace was on the way. Amen. As a matter of fact, grace was already there. They just had not reached it yet. So you are not under the law. You are under grace. Say amen. Because the law, the law will try to bring guilt upon you. How many of you messed up before? How many, how many times people try to tell you how you messed up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how many of you like to hang out with people that tell you how bad you messed up? No, we don't like that. And the church has been guilty of that. But Jesus is the head of the church. And when Jesus came, he set us no longer under the law, but under grace. And reason why he puts us under grace is because God had already set up a system in which man could not no longer redeem sin by himself. It was going to take an act of God to redeem sin once and for all. Because at one time that we had to do sacrifices of animals. But then in the New Testament, when Jesus died, he became the sacrificial lamb. His blood was so good that it cleans us. We don't have to ever have another sacrifice ever again. That's why when people don't believe that Jesus is Savior, then I'm, and they believe in the Old Testament, my question becomes to them, what animal are you sacrificing then for your sin? Because if you don't believe that Jesus died for your sins, then you are still under the law. But thanks be to God, if he don't do nothing else, I will thank him every day for Jesus. How, do I, is anybody in here happy about Jesus? Yeah. If it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be here. And the thing about it is, God is giving us grace because he's up to something with the ones who believe it. And so he says, and, and what is he up to? He's up to his righteousness. No man can be, be made righteous by himself. It takes a move of God 
to make you righteous. There were nobody could ever take credit for living a righteous life. Oh, you're so strong. No, you're not. But Christ that dwells in you is strong. That's the greatness in you. That is the point of righteousness, the Christ that's dwelling inside of you. How many of you believe that Christ is in you? Okay, here, here's the thing. You believe that Christ is in you. You know he knows everything. You believe he died for your sins, and then you try to hide your sins from him. And, and, and some of us say, well, you know, I'm not going to hide them from him, but I'll hide them from the preacher. I'll hide them from my wife. I'll hide them from my husband. I'll hide them from my friends. And the reason why that happens is because you really do not believe that he is who he is. Because if he is Lord of all, and he's the only one, that, can re that really has all power in his hands, and you know you can't hide anything from him, then why hide from anybody else? Our belief system is a little messed up. It's almost like this. Let me give, let me give you a practical application. It's almost like brothers and sisters grow up together in the house. You won't hide your stuff from your brother and sister. You hide your stuff from your parents. Because your parents are in charge of everything. But your brother and sister can't do anything. Let me help you. Then why, listen, if, if God is in charge of everything and we know that he has already given us grace and we can't get grace from nobody else unless it comes through God, then why do we hide stuff from people instead of being who we are? Because God already sees. He sees that crazy thought that you had earlier today. He sees everything. And so the church has been guilty because we try to live by the letter of the law and we want to remind people of their sin and try to, you know, tell them you and, and people walk around guilty. But Jesus said who the spirit has set free. Is free indeed. I want to talk to the free people tonight. Is there any free people in here? Let's go. Verse number 20. By the deeds of the law, no flesh, none, will be justified in his sight. What does that mean? That means everybody in here, by the deeds of the law, under the law, we can never be justified. Keep going. But by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now, by law, you become aware of it. Right? The law will make you aware of it. 
You can steal and you can steal and you can get caught and the law will punish you and make you aware that that was wrong. Because sometimes we know wrong, but we wait for the law to correct us. Verse 21. Let's go. But now. But when? But now. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Being witnessed by the law on the part. said, but now, right now, righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. What, what, what is the revelation? The revelation is Jesus came and fulfilled the law. And when he came and fulfilled the law, he gave us grace. So now it's, it's, it is totally revealed that we are under a brand new dispensation, which means that we have Jesus now, his spirit that dwells in us. Right. What is his spirit supposed to do? Anybody know? Reveal. Reveal what? Everything. So when you do wrong, who reveals it to you? Uh, It's called what? Conviction. Right? You know you're wrong. And some of us, listen, when we get convicted, we keep doing it anyway. Why? Because we like it. Mm -hmm. Your body is used to sinning. See, most of you won't tell the truth. And as a matter of fact, your body was so used to it, it, it formed a habit and likes it. Flesh likes to sin. Let, let, me take, let, me, let me help you for a minute. Somebody do something wrong to you, you want to tell them off. Right? Sometimes you want to beat them up. That's all sin. That's flesh. It wants to sin. But you don't belong to flesh anymore. It has been revealed that now you have Jesus inside of you and the Christ that's inside of you is inside of you on purpose, for purpose, and that is the work, the righteousness of God through you. Which means that you're being changed. You're not changing. Let me help you. Oh, you need to change. We we beat people up. You need to change. You need to change. How do how can we change without God? We'll do a couple of things right, but we will never be made righteous unless God does it. And so none of us can take credit in the body of Christ for anything, because the only reason why you are as holy as you are is because of the holy God that is making you holy. So we should never judge somebody else's sin because the only reason why it wasn't you that messed up is because God's grace kept you. Thereby, we should never become pointing fingers at anyone and accusing them of anything. Because God is up to something with everybody. It just takes some of us a little longer. And I'll just tell you that. My brother quit sneaking out the house because we got caught one good time and we got in trouble. But I didn't learn from the whooping. I kept sneaking out because some of us need a little more grace than others. 
I became accustomed to whoopings. I liked them. And he said, well, how could you like a woman? I had to like them because I knew the consequence that was going to happen, and I kept doing what I was going to do, and I knew what was coming that way. That's what happens with sin. We know we're going to get in trouble. We know Jesus sees everything, but we keep doing it because we like it. Go ahead and shout, I'm delivered. So he said, verse 22. Stop right there. Now, now, now this is key right here. This is, this is the, the, the scripture that's very important for us. Because we jump, we shout, we leap, we sing hallelujah. But the question is, do you really believe? Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. So, so the righteousness does not have access unless you believe. The way God wired us is that we will move. Our actions are predicated based on what we believe in us. You will never take action on anything unless you believe that that's what you need to do. And so it, com it comes down to this. What do we really believe about the word of God. Jesus says, Jesus says this. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that we wouldn't perish, but we would have everlasting life. Is that what it says? John 3.16 on the board. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that. We could have everlasting life. Huh? So that we could have everlasting life. He gave his only begotten son so that we could have everlasting life. So there's a, there's a key ingredient. And the key ingredient is whoever believeth. And so many people say, oh, yeah, I'm saved but are not living a life of salvation because you don't really believe that you're saved. Because if you believe you're saved, you would start living a life of salvation. Because when you believe it, that gives access for the action which is inside of you to become, start moving through you. But you, you don't believe God. So, so this is what he says to Abraham. He says in um, Genesis um, 15 and 6, he says, it was credited for him, to him. It was credited to Abraham, Abram because he believed God. 
He didn't do anything great except for believe God. God said, get out of your country, leave everything you got, and go. He said, go where? He says, it don't matter where, because he didn't answer him. He said, go. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know when he would arrive. He just knew that God said, go. And because he believed God, he took off. And he was going to a place that he didn't even know was there. Didn't know when he was going to arrive and didn't have a compass. But he kept moving because he believed that it was God's voice. When you believe that Christ is in you and you hear the conviction, you'll stop. It's that you don't believe that God is who he is. He is God of all. He's Lord of all. He has, listen, so now, now here's the thing. You, there's some key things that I'm going to give you about believing because it's in the word of God. And once you get this word of God, even when you don't want to believe because the word is going to connect to your spirit, you're going to mess up and believe anyway. That's just how God works. God is so awesome, he'll move past your, your way of thinking. You can put up every block you want, but when the word hits your spirit, you're going to mess up and believe God. So, 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 so look at, look at, let's look at a few scriptures. Turn to Romans, because we're right there in Romans. Just turn to 4 and 3. We're right there in Romans. Just turn one page. <laughs> Somebody read four and three. <laughs> okay, so now the scripture says Abraham believed God. It wasn't that Abraham, you know, he had these big old strong legs and he was able to just walk through the desert. And, and hey, Abraham was a good old leader. No, it wasn't that. He led all of these people, and Abraham had a blessed life. No, it wasn't that at all. It was that Abraham believed God. How many of you believe God? Things happen in your life, and you begin to doubt God for being who he is. God has planned out everything in your life. And he said, well, God knew I was going to mess up. Yeah, he knew you were going to mess up, but he had already strengthened you so you wouldn't. How do you know that? Well, let's do this. Turn to 1 Peter 1 and 3. We there? Somebody stand up and read 
Uh, is that it? Is that First Peter? Maybe it's Second Peter one and two. Mm-hmm, that's it. Second Peter one and three. We're going to go to Second Peter. That's okay. That was my mistake. Everybody make mistakes, don't we? I think Say that again. As whose divine power? All right. Say what, what his divine power? Okay, wait a minute. God has already given us everything that we need to live a godly life. Right? And if we tell the truth about everything, every time you messed up, you knew better. You just didn't want to do better. I knew you guys wouldn't, wouldn't like this message. But I believe... Jesus said that he was the truth and that the truth would set us free. And if we could just tell the truth about it, that the only reason why we mess up is because we make a conscious choice to mess up. We didn't have to. As a matter of fact, before you messed up, you got convicted and said, don't you do that. Can I talk to the people to just be real? Just, just give me a wave. And God says, I've given you everything that you need already. You have it. Because my spirit is living inside of you, working righteousness in you so that you can take no credit for it when I put you on display and people see you living a holy life you can tell them no it's not me I'm raggedy but the power of God is changing me when the church will tell the truth people will stop walking by the church building who are full of sin because they know that people, listen, when we tell the truth, they'll know that they have help if they just come through the door. We're talking about the righteousness of God. As his divine, but we have, now how many of you believe that you have godliness in you? Now, now check this out. It says we, we have everything that pertains to life and godliness through what? The knowledge of him who called us by glory, the knowledge of Christ. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? How many of you believe he died one day for your sins? How many of you believe that he rose on the third day? By that alone, right there, that's it. That is the full salvation plan. When he rose and went and sat next to the Father, he made a place for you. And his spirit 
is working in you right now the righteousness of God. Turn to Galatians 3, 6. there okay what does it say verse 7 all right so he believed Faith is believing. Now, those who are of the faith, who believe God, are the sons of Abraham. So if we're sons of Abraham, we ought to act like sons of Abraham. Right? Because we believe. How many of you believe that God changed you? You're not the same as you used to be. How many of you know you're going to get better? How many know that God is working on you? And now I'm going to ask you a real question. Can you just be real with me tonight? How many of you know that there's some areas that God has revealed to you that you haven't surrendered? Right? That, that's it right there. God says all he wants is for you to admit it so that he can come in and clean it up. No more cover-up. You know, it's no more cover up. It's almost like sometimes we want better, but don't want to even move from out of our seat for better. Just want to stay right where we are. And and there's an altar call. And you want to come up. Say, I ain't coming up because if I come up to the altar, I'm going to tell you how some of you think. Church is going to go a little too long. That's what happens out there sometimes. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get out and eat. But it's a time for God. Where the altar is where you can get before God and say, you know, the word has already been poured out. You can get before God and say, God, you know this area. I'm giving it to you. And when I leave here, I'm leaving it here. But we're too busy worried about that burger. You know, or... Uh, that barbecue. <laughs> so so l- let me do this. I, I really want to drive in um, the point. Uh, we have everything already. You just seen Ephesians 1 and 3. You just seen that God has already given you. You already have it. So it's where you, now if you believe in you. You'll keep trying to do you. But the truth of the matter is you made way too many mistakes okay, to keep going and trying things your way. Your way is proof already it won't work. God's way is proof that it will work and that it is working and that it's already worked out. It's all of that, all some, the sum total. And so and so now let, let's get some more. Let's get some more truth. Verse Verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go. 
he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Quit blaming other spirits from causing you to do stuff. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. You could bring heaven right down here to on earth if you're willing to believe that it's inside of you. All you got to do is release it out of you. You have it all already. There's no reason to walk around with your head down and feeling any kind of way. Walk with your head up and know that God has already equipped you. You are armed and dangerous. Every demon in hell, every demon on earth should be trembling because you hit the room. Because you're already filled with the blessing of God and all spiritual blessings. Shall I believe it? If you believe it, your actions should show what you believe. Don't walk up, wake up defeated. Wake up blessed. Go to bed blessed. Wake up blessed. No matter what's going on in the earth realm, let me share something with you. It doesn't matter how cloudy your life gets. I know this for a fact, and you know it too. Let me help your belief system. There has never been a cloud that stayed over your house and rained every single day all your life. The cloud that came, it left. And the sun came and shined. And life sprung up, and the grass and the flowers grew. In the same way, if it gets dark, the sun is on the way. What do you do? Just believe that God has already worked it out and he's put everything in you so that you can walk it out. And if the sun's not shining, put an umbrella up. He is your shield. He says he has blessed us with every. Spiritual blessing. Say, shall I believe it? No matter what goes on in the earth realm, know that you're filled with the spiritual blessings of God. And when you when you get when you get it and you know it, you can change what's going on. You can change it if you believe it. How I many you know you're, you're, you are the temple of God? He dwells in you. I was, I was, I was sick today. And my stomach was hurting like it never hurt it before. To the touch, to the breath. And I'm saying, God, what's going on? I laid on the floor and I curled up in a knot. And I couldn't even talk. It was hurting so bad. But I could pray. And I could bleed. And I, and I told my wife, hey, you need to call and let them know. Because um, get Harold ready for Bible study. She said, okay. I'm pretty sure she called everybody and said, pray. Because I was praying. And I prayed so hard that I prayed past the pain and went to sleep. Yeah. 
and I woke up, and here I am, filled with every spiritual blessing to run pain out of my body. Hey! One more verse. I got real, we really got to deal with this belief. Shall I believe? One more verse. 11.6. Hebrews. He's brewing something for you now. We, everybody like your coffee in the morning. We're going to get our coffee tonight. Hebrew 11.6. We there? Okay, let's go. It is impossible to please him. Stop right there. Wait, wait, let's stop. Let's stop. He says the writer, the writer is writing to us to, to help us understand the power of God. That's already in you. And the power of God cannot get released until you believe it. The righteousness of God does not work on you without believing. You got to believe or nothing happens. And you see, the problem is you believe little stuff. You believe that God can do this. But you don't believe he could do that. But he's sovereign. And throughout his book, over and over, he shows himself that he wins all battles. As a matter of fact, God is so raw that when he gets ready to win a battle, he says, let me make it not make sense to man. So there's he says the armies were so many that it was like trying to count them like sand. And he says, Gideon, reduce your army. And Gideon reduced his army to go fight to hundreds of thousands of men. And God says, no. You can't fight them yet because it still looks like through man's eyes you have a chance. So reduce them again. And so he reduced them down to 300 men. And God says now to man it looks like they will never win. Now it's time for me to show who I am. What am I saying? God allows your situations to look like you can't win. Don't get discouraged. That's when you should get encouraged because now it's time for you to believe God. And when you believe God, he shows off 
his power and you win every single battle. I want to talk to the people who believe God right now for any situation in your life. It's not supposed to make sense. It's called faith. And without faith, see, we want to be able to see our way through it. But God wants you to be able to see him through it. Mm. Stay all the eyes on God. When you understand and you believe him. One thing about my son, Armani, he believes that if daddy is home, everything is cool in the house. If anything goes wrong, he can, where's my daddy? He really believes my daddy. He got this. Something going on, where's dad? Dad's got it. My question is, do you really believe that your daddy can handle If you believe, let me tell you something. <laughs> when you believe that he can, that's when he will. I'm talking about believing without doubting. That's what he does. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must Okay, go ahead and finish, sis. Stop right there. That he is. He is what? He is a blank check. You fill in whatever you need him to be. When you need a comforter, he'll comfort you. Huh? When you need a friend, he's, he's there for you. When you need a king's authority, he shows up and he's king of glory. Whatever you need. You need a lawyer, he'll be your lawyer. You need a judge, he'll be your judge. You understand, that, that your belief system is so powerful that a judge could be sitting on the thing. And you walk in and you say, God, I, I, I believe that you're my judge. The judge will mess up and say something that God wants him to say more than what he wanted to say. Why? Because our belief systems are that powerful. Believe that he is and mm -hmm. now, now get this. The word diligence speaks to persistence, consistence. Uh, the, the diligent means that he, he becomes your all in all. So that when something happens that don't look good or don't seem like it's going to work out, you don't look at that and start saying, this happened, that happened, that you, you allow that to stay there. But when you can look up at him and know that he is a rewarder, and you start speaking to him and thanking him. See, see, when you really believe, you'll thank him before it happens. Shout, I'm a believer. 
When you believe, you become a praiser. You'll praise him before it even gets there because you know it's going to get there. And God moves quickly in your praise. He says, I inhabit it. I live in your praise. I live in it. But all you got to do is believe it. Do you know, do you know, it really bothered me because we get frantic when things are happening and we don't believe. And you go to a game and your team could be losing. And they run the ball. And they don't even score. And you jump up and have a conniption just because they run it. And I'm talking football. Those of you that watch football, you know what I'm talking about. Team losing. And he breaks away and get caught before he gets in the goal. But before he got in the goal, you were already jumping and shouting. Warriors could be down. Steph Curry hits a three. You jump up and go nuts. They're down 30. Why are you so happy? Because you believe they could come back. How I many, can you believe God bigger than that? How I many you know God is way better than Steph Curry? God, God's righteousness is working in the believer. And God is changing the continuity of his through his word so that we could become nothing you do it's him doing you all we do is get here get the word and ask God to help us live this word so that he'll be God does all You don't cuss no more, but you used to cuss. God gives you. And if God had delivered you from cussing and delivered you from smoking and delivered you from, that's him working righteousness. And he's taking desires. That's his righteousness. Say he's doing it. That's right. And if God did it, understand the same way he's doing you, and it took you 30-something years to get done, don't be so peaceful. You'll work on them, too. Not time to get mad at them. It's time to praise God for their righteous living because he's the only one. That can do it. Give God a hand. Shout, I believe. I believe. Now, 